sisters, and welcome to the show. This episode is brought to you by Pure Spectrum CBD. Sirak and I have been taking CBD and we are loving it. I'm holding the tincture right now. Talia, can you open your mouth, please? Now? Yeah, I'm going to give you a dosage. <laughs> now, keep it there for 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. While she does that, let me tell you the great benefits of CBD for PCOS. Studies show it reduces cortisol. Mm improves insulin sensitivity, mm -hmm. reduces inflammation. Mm -hmm. You can go to PureSpectrumCBD.com now to order and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, at checkout for 20% off. Natalia, hold it for 30 seconds longer while the sisters enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy-free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak, husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Let's do this. It's a little excessive. Your hair is squished into a cap. I'm t I've taken it to a whole nother level this week, and I have put a hat on. Seriously, I am. I want to cut your hair. You won't let me, though. But my hair is out of control. Sisters, here we go. This is what I'm basically working with. If you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, Sidak has an afro going. Yeah, my hair is nuts. And like now <laughs> when I, I, I sleep and when I wake up, because my hair is curly, there's like my hair has been pushed up. So there's like bald spots showing at the side of my head for no reason because <laughs> the hair has been pushed and I can't put it down unless I take a shower. Or I drench my head in just a bucket of water. Oh my god, I kind of like it like this. I mean, it's a new look for you. I like the length. Disheveled. It's just very hard to manage without fixing it up. And I, you cannot do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard a lot of spouses like you know doing their husband's hair, and I'm just like, you know, I, I haven't given up on life yet. <laughs> <laughs> Because no. it's, it takes a lot of skill to get the fades right and cutting. Like, anybody can buzz hair or just cut it with a thing. But to do it, the sides, the, you know, the side hairs and, like, getting sure, it all well, around the ear, that is art. It looks That's why I, I love barbers and, you know, the, the ladies and gentlemen that do that kind of work. They're great at it. I respect them. You don't have a license, I so I don't. I wish you could so see. You don't have a barber license. <laughs> I wish the audience could see how squished your hair is because this cap is actually too small. Yeah. And it's like it's already too small. Hats. Now you have like a fro squished into yeah. it. It's a dad hat, so it's not doesn't have a lot of space. I need those lids ones that from the so early two thousands. That is so oh, yeah, you do. Then it'll fit. Yeah. Well, you know, besides that <laughs> quarantine life is okay. In quarantine, we're still in it. Well, your nails, I should, be, I should be talking about your nails. Your nails need to be I look done so ASAP, ratchet. you've been telling me, right? Yeah. I do silk nails. It's not acrylic. So if it was acrylic, I think I could be able to like take it off because mm -hmm. I saw YouTube tutorials on it. But it's silk and it's glued on and I'm stuck with it until this is over. And it looks so ratchet. I and can't even look at myself. Well... I just can't. Be talking and my to me, hair is like. my bob grew out. You know what? There are worse things happening around the world. That's we, true. We should move on from this. And these are just first world problems, but you know it's a lot of problems that people are going through. It's like that's the thing with the quarantine. Like every now everything you have to be prepared for in advance. Like you can't just go to the grocery store. You can't just like yeah. cut your hair. You can't like get your dog groomed, let's say, or do like any of these kinds of things. It's it's humbling. It's, Difficult. I don't know. Yeah. It's humble. I'm just like, okay, well, we're just going to have to make do. And 
wait until everything you know comes yeah. back together mm-hmm. we're just not gonna have ketchup for another few weeks <laughs> we're not gonna have hot That's sauce true. <laughs> yeah so so let's move on from this awful subject mm-hmm. all right with all this quarantine talk let's get into this week's episode which is pcos and sleep sleep the one thing we can get during quarantine i'm not gonna lie this is the best sleep i've ever had in my life <laughs> eight hours every night consistently and i'm waking up like 8 a.m early sometimes earlier and like full of energy like ready ready to go it's awesome i mean i've been like this for a while mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah not in college and stuff Tanya's because been working for herself so she's i've been able to arrange schedule. my day accordingly but you it's know great. in general like life happens and you can't always get eight hours but quarantine mm-hmm. life you can if you not everyone but you can <laughs> yeah but for women with pcos we really struggle with sleep And not just that, we struggle with fatigue throughout the day. And it's important to have a strict, you know, sleep schedule and like wind down ritual to get optimal Mm -hmm. sleep because women with PCOS are twice as likely as non-PCOS women to struggle with sleep disturbances. And 80% of us have daytime fatigue. If that's you, raise your hand. (laughs) But because of having low estrogen... PCOS women like us sisters, we have something called delayed sleep phase syndrome. And this is something I learned from my favorite book, PCOS SOS. Mm -hmm. And this is when your sleep wake cycle shifts later and you feel like a night owl and then you go to bed late and then you want to sleep more when you wake up and you feel groggy. So then that turns into like fatigue throughout the day. Yeah. And it's awful. Yeah, and that really is can be attributed to all like to bad sleep with all these um, symptoms because I mean, when you compare that to good sleep, so imagine like if you go to bed at night, you're falling asleep within 30 minutes of going to bed. Mm-hmm. And that really um, has to do with two hormones, melatonin and cortisol. We've heard of both. Melatonin helps us sleep and cortisol is that stress hormone. Mm-hmm. So the balance of this, the way our body orchestrates these two hormones really helps with the sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. So if they are not balanced correctly, then you're going to have like these, you know, unusual like sleep. And yes. It's it, awful. Yeah. You're not going to be able to fall asleep within 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And really um, throughout a night, it's okay to wake up once. And if you're going back to sleep within 20 minutes, that's good. That mm-hmm. means you're having, you're able to sleep good. But if you're not, again, that has to do with these two hormones in your body not uh, optimally, you know, um, balancing these hormones. Yeah. One theory is that our melatonin receptors, just like our estrogen receptors, are damaged and functioning suboptimally. Mm-hmm. And our cortisol levels are abnormally elevated, as many of you with adrenal fatigue may find that cortisol is high at night. So you really can't sleep and melatonin isn't high enough. So that well, also contributes to it. And I mean, you feel anxious, overwhelmed. And they say melatonin and cortisol irregularities. 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 Cause insomnia, which is four to ten times higher in women with PCOS. Wow. That's Wait. high. Four to ten times. Going so, to show you that these hormones mm-hmm. are, you know, affected that much for w- women with PCOS. Yeah, we really need to buckle down yeah. on honing in on optimizing our melatonin mm-hmm. and our cortisol. Yeah, and one way to do that is sunlight. Yeah, 
sunlight when you wake up to it and when you fall asleep through you know sunset when it goes away your body like it pretty much triggers Triggers. melatonin to start being developed so that your body eventually goes to sleep when it's you know whenever your usual 10 11 p.m uh nighttime sleep is i know a lot of you sleep at 2 3 a.m i used to be like that Uh, yeah but you know the the, the night owls i am a (laughs) night i will just say i am a night owl i'm i love working or just like being at night but i'm not a morning person but yeah yeah Yeah, well going into i love this thing about sunlight because i didn't know it for a long time until recently when i read about it Mm -hmm. that like the rays of the sun are different in the morning and different at night and your body triggers more melatonin at night because of the sunlight rays during sunset so if you watch the sunset you'll have better sleep and if you look if you open the windows and you look at the sunlight in the morning you'll wake up better wow isn't that crazy that is crazy yeah to also show you there's so many things happening in the background yeah it's no our nature idea. our yeah. environment is like really affecting our us. skin is like so intelligent on it's an organ it's uh-huh. so intelligent it's able to decipher all these different things yeah. our eye our eyeballs are deciding it and the eyeballs yeah. yeah so i love walking um in the evening mm-hmm. when like the sun is setting it's relaxing to me and that kind of makes sense like maybe i'm like producing melatonin lowering sure. my cortisol like relaxing because of the sunlight yeah incredible yeah but TV can really mess with that afterwards. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you're like watching TV in a dark room, like before you're going to sleep, it can really have an effect on the melatonin produced and the overall like your body, like um, Being ability able to, sleep to sleep deeply. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should transition back and forth between REM and non-REM sleep. And you won't get as much REM sleep if that TV is still on mm-hmm. while you're asleep. And you're even if your eyelids are closed, it's like coming through your eyelids and yeah. affecting your melatonin levels. Mm-hmm. Like the amount, the optimal amount of melatonin isn't produced and your cortisol isn't lowering properly because the TV is on while you're sleeping. And yeah. so you end up staying somewhat insulin resistant and... You know, melatonin is anti-inflammatory. It's an antioxidant. So you're not producing enough and you get inflammation as well. And so it's like actually affecting the underlying root issues of PCOS by not producing enough melatonin because the TV is on or you're you're scrolling through your phone and like sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like a, a tip I would give is if this is possible for you is like not have a TV in your bedroom. I used to have a TV in my bedroom when I lived with my parents, but like, that's just because I'm living with my parents. But like now, like 100%, I don't think I'll, I'll ever bring a TV into the bedroom just because yeah. like that we can watch in the living room. And then when we're done with it, like you go to the bedroom, at least like it's just dark and you don't have to like have that light, blue light yeah, in there. Yeah, that temptation. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough for me not to look at my phone at night, honestly. Like, I mean, I put the yellow tint, the night shift mode yeah. and everything, which helps. But um, not looking at a screen is pretty hard. And then if you have a TV in your room, you really like if I'm laying in bed, I want to turn it on like no matter what, you know, of course. So, yeah. So these are the ways that it can affect a woman with PCOS. So consider this and we're going to go into the different ways that you can help yourself and you can have a more strict um, nighttime routine and to sleep better. But <laughs> before we go into that, let's talk about waking and how this affects our waking. Yeah. So studies show that not getting enough sleep makes you 30% more insulin resistant the next day. And we all know yeah. high blood sugar stores as fat. 
and then more fat means weight gain. Mm -hmm. So when we have insulin resistance, we're ending up taking up what we're eating and storing it as fat instead of burning it for energy. And then, so actually the study that I read said that if you get like five hours less of sleep throughout that week, you're more, you're 30% more insulin, insulin resistant. And there was even like blood work comparing the study of like somebody who slept well and then that same person who didn't sleep well and how how much more their blood sugar was affected. Like after they ate, their blood sugar wouldn't go back down because they were insulin resistant. Yeah, it makes sense because when you have a night of really bad sleep and usually usually the next day you're like a little groggy, you're tired. And that's because your metabolism, Mm -hmm. your active metabolism is uh, slower yeah. because your body is just uh, doesn't have enough energy and it doesn't have enough energy to break down food doesn't have enough energy to fully recover everything is affected so mm-hmm. um, all around you're affected including your metabolism so many things affect our insulin resistance we've had so many episodes on different things that affect us somebody like, running up our stairs <laughs> no <laughs> we've had so many different things that affect insulin resistance there's the food we eat, what time we eat, how we pair our food, and now sleep. You know, we have to have like a really uh, strict, you know, hold on our lives to yeah. to really heal this issue. I mean, when I say strict, I don't mean like be super restrictive, like Nazi with yourself, but just be aware that these things affect your um, ability to lose weight as well. Your cortisol levels go up even higher when you don't get good sleep. Your ghrelin hormone goes up and triggers hunger. What's the ghrelin hormone? This is the hunger hormone. It tells you when you're hungry. Mm. So then like now that's being triggered because you didn't sleep well. Interesting. And then leptin, the hormone that tells you that you're full, is also like um, r- not ha- being sensitive yeah. enough. And that's so what, then that's you, you never you, feel full. Yeah. That's your fat thermostat, right? That yeah. tells you when you have enough food yeah. so that you stop um, like you stop craving food and then, you know, your body can effectively digest and, you know, use food for energy. Yeah. But when your leptin is affected, then that motor is not the motor that controls or the, I'm sorry, the hormone that controls mm-hmm. motor. It's yeah. a motor. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's completely affected, so then you don't know like oh whether you should eat more or not. Right. We even did a, a podcast episode on gluten and how it's affected by leptin and how that causes leptin resistance as well. So mm-hmm. it's sleep, it's gluten, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> so isn't it interesting how all of these components play a role in our PCOS? I mean, your PCOS, not mine. <laughs> in PCOS. <laughs> People who are chronically sleep deprived are at much higher risk of all types of autoimmune diseases, according to one study. But truly, yes, like sleep does affect so many people, but especially when with PCOS, but like it's sleep, like that branch of effectiveness of sleep, like goes to everybody in the world. Yeah. I mean, there was that one podcast you kept talking about and I remember we were dating and you oh. were really into it. Yes. Um, so you had awful sleep, so you got paranoid after listening to this podcast episode. Yeah. So before Talia and I got married, I actually was like um, driving like hour and a half each way to work. And like I was also going to school to become an engineer. And like as a result, I was just having really bad sleep. So if any of you know Joe Rogan Experience Podcast, he had this um, doctor on. His name is Dr. Matthew Walker, and he's an expert on sleep. I believe he's a neuroscientist and he um, focuses on sleep, if I'm not mistaken. But in the podcast, he went over all like the effectiveness or or 
how like sleep affects your body, your brain, and it really like it scared the crap out of me. I found the key takeaways from the from that podcast. I just want to read some of those because it's really truly eye opening. So in the podcast, here's some of the quotes. He says, "One hour of iPhone use before bed will delay the onset of melatonin production by about three hours." That's a lot. So just one hour before bed yeah three hours it delays it by and it wow. says your peak melatonin levels will also be about 50 percent less so not only is it wow. coming on later the amount that's actually coming is 50 percent less too men who sleep five to six hours a night will have a level of testosterone six to ten years their senior I so, mean, you're yelling at women, but I no, that also but like, relates to women, the effect it has on your hormones. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, any of you who have, like, maybe a partner's, husband's, like, boyfriend's, tell them if they're not getting good sleep, like, this is how it can affect them. <laughs> but it's like, it just goes to show you how it affects hormones. Yeah. Sorry oh, for directly yelling. affects your hormones. Sorry for yelling about this question. <laughs> it's just, it was, like, surprising. And there's an interesting note here. It says that there is a small fraction less than one percent of the population that has a certain gene that allows them to survive on five hours of sleep oh yeah there are people like but just that. so you know you are more likely to be struck by lightning than to have this oh gene my god with the red side next to it so like if you think that's you <laughs> just know that know that first but i'll I know stop one there person yeah. like that <laughs> yeah i do too actually my cousin's like that and, I mean, there's so many more facts here. What? I see the word leptin on your phones. So, leptin and ghrelin, it says, <laughs> both control appetite and weight. Leptin tells our brain we're full, like we said earlier. And ghrelin does the opposite. It's the hunger hormone. Hormone With less sleep, leptin gets suppressed and ghrelin gets ramped up. Mm -hmm. People sleeping four to five hours a night will on average eat 200 to 300 extra calories each day. Wow. This equa equates to 70,000 extra calories each year. Wow. Which translates into 10 to 15 pounds of extra body mass. Again, his name is Dr. Matthew Walker. And if you want to listen to the podcast he did, it was on uh, Joe Rogan Experience. I think, let me find the the podcast number is 1109. That's crazy. Joe Rogan has done 1,100 podcasts. I That's think he's done more amazing. now. but We've been 22. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be there one day. I promise you. Yeah. But that's awesome. That's definitely something I have to listen to. Yeah. Oh, wait, just one more last thing and Tell I promise we'll, I'll be done. And this is the reason why I was talking about like um, uh, other mental illnesses that you can develop due to lack of sleep. So it says here, during, during deep sleep at night, there is a sewage system in the brain Ew. that cleanses the brain of all the metabolic toxins that have accumulated throughout the day. One of those toxins is beta amyloid, which is responsible for the underlying mechanism of Alzheimer's disease. The less you sleep, the more this plaque builds up. Plaque? This is what scared the hell out of me. Now I'm reliving oh everything. God. I'm reliving everything he was saying. This is exactly what, we, what he talked about, the plaque. And I was like, there's plaque. <laughs> so insufficient Ew. sleeps is the most significant lifestyle factor for determining whether or not you'll develop Alzheimer's disease. Insufficient sleep is linked to bowl, prostate, and breast cancer. Oh. 
to who has decided to classify any form of nighttime shift work as a probable carcinogen. Oh my god. I'm yelling. Shift workers, shift workers have higher rates of obesity, diabetes, and cancer. I'm going to okay. stop now You're before I have, have to heart stop attack. now because some of the people listening are nurses and shift workers. I'm so sorry if that scared you. This scared me when I heard about this. I mean, if you're still getting your good sleep and you're doing everything you can, it's okay. Just know <laughs> that there, there are these things. That's true. But you know what? There are other things you can do to help you with sleeping better for the amount of time that you have to sleep because yeah. not everyone has like eight hours like us yeah, in yeah. quarantine. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is getting light in the morning and at night. Yeah. Well, let's let's put a, a better start to this portion. So we've talked right. about all the bad things, all the things that a lack of sleep can do. But now we're going to talk about what can we do to avoid all of this okay, fine. and sleep good <laughs> and make sure our bodies are recovering and they're okay to move on the next day. Okay. So let's all get right. into it. Getting light in the morning and at night. So maybe planning your daily walk at night or if you have pets like walking them um before the sun sets i don't mean like night night when it's black outside i mean like when the sun's setting to get those rays to get melatonin to produce better Mm -hmm. and then in the morning maybe going on a little morning walk getting some sunlight to get your cortisol up so you can wake up better um you can also schedule your sleep time before or around 11 o'clock yes which is ideal i mean yeah Definitely. Um, what time do we sleep? Like eleven thirty. We usually get in bed around eleven or eleven thirty, and then we'll be asleep before probably twelve, I would say, and then we yeah. wake up at like eight. So. Yeah. But I like when we sleep a little bit earlier than that. like. I feel better, honestly. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I know, but you know, it's hard to get in that last episode of Monk when you just <laughs> we're on a Monk craze right now. We're, yeah. We've been watching Monk recently. Seriously, I love that show. Season and two right now. <laughs> getting seven to eight hours a night is also great um and also starting to relax leading up to bedtime and avoiding screens and not watching much yeah if possible (laughs) yeah true if possible put your phone away like by 10 just put on the charger and if there's no reason to look at it i mean who are you texting after 10 well, yeah. some people are texting people. It's true. <laughs> true. But, you know, just, just put it away and if you can and just try to focus. I mean, even the TV, if it's like far away in the living room before 11, you know, before you're going to go like an hour, you're going to go to sleep, try to watch a little TV. And then if not, maybe read a book or, you know, do something Reading. more relaxing. Meditation is really a lot better. Just something, whatever you can do to put away the screens, the TV, including the TV as much as possible. I like to flip through cookbooks. Yeah. I like to read our a meditation magazine. Yeah. And then that helps me avoid screens. But I mean, I'm not that good at it. So I'm going to work on it. I'm yeah. saying it on this podcast right me now. Me too. You know, we, we do usually you know, like watch TV until like maybe 10, 30, 11. And then we turn it off. But maybe we should do it a little sooner. Yeah. I'm on board. All right. Meditation. We do that. 100%. We've okay. been doing. Uh, so I'm sure most of you know, like meditation, meditation through calm headspace check them out they have some free offers these days and uh, they do provide some great service we've been mm-hmm. using this wim hof method <laughs> wim hof that's his name wim hof it's and really cool h-o-f-f just search hof method and like it's like this whole breathing technique <gasps> and, like, <laughs> and like he like like talks you through it and he has like this accent so it's like really interesting to listen to his voice uh-huh. he's like there you go and i'm just like yeah bro i got you <laughs> 
and it's like it's really it's really fun so i feel that. so good afterwards yeah. better than i ever felt after a meditation yeah it's basically breathing sound. yes sorry i didn't mean to no yeah that's all. i was just gonna say yeah exactly that like you're getting so much oxygen your atp levels are going up and like your body is so happy to have all this oxygen yeah mm-hmm. is that what yeah that's, that's really what it's doing <laughs> i yeah. know yeah i remember he said something about atp yeah and then there's cbd O-M-G. This one is really interesting because we didn't like we knew from the uh, studies and stuff that CBD helps with sleep. It really helps people sleep better and go to go to sleep and get relaxed at night. Mm-hmm. What we didn't know was the actual what the actual results will be because in the sisterhood, as you guys know, we have the sisterhood, uh, the, our membership. our membership, and one of the sisters she screenshotted. I think she has a tracking device. Uh, and the tracking device tra- uh, tracks how much she sleeps and how much REM sleep, your deep REM sleep, which is like I think the most important portion of your sleep to recover and um, be ha- have energy the next day. So she it tracks how much percentage of her sleep is the deep REM sleep. So babe, do you want to read the the, mm-hmm. t- the differences from before she mm-hmm. took CBD and after she took CBD? Yes. So she says that she goes. This is with CBD last night. Two hours and five minutes of REM sleep. With CBD, right? With CBD. Two okay. hours and five minutes. Without CBD before was 45 minutes of REM sleep. Wow. Isn't that insane? When I read that, I think that was last week or maybe two weeks ago, I was so surprised. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. Just from taking CBD, she had more REM sleep. It's more Imagine than more how than double. Good she feels waking up because of getting more REM sleep. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So CBD is a great option, mm-hmm. and I mean we should mention as we always do, Pure Spectrum CBD. We're mm-hmm. affiliated with Pure Spectrum CBD because they offer the full spectrum cannabinoid in their CBD products. Yes. So they, um, you can go check them out. We'll have a link in the description of the podcast, and if you use the code the Sisterhood one word you get 10 percent off so check them out you can um order it today yeah and help you sleep better yeah. and then rosebud tea rose hip tea rosebud tea same thing it really mm-hmm. helps lower cortisol stay yeah calm it's one of my favorite night we drink teas. it almost every night yeah and we'll link that one in the podcast description too mm-hmm. and from from amazon so you could get that one yourself and maybe maybe have a drink on us tonight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then i read that essential oils like lavender in a diffuser can really help you set the tone for like relaxation oh, yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, is lavender one of those? Yeah, it's one of those like sleep time That's smells. Cool. Yeah. That's good to know. And of course, a melatonin supplement. You know, if you're really, really struggling with going to sleep, melatonin can help. And so this is something I read in PCOS SOS. Women with PCOS have high levels of melatonin already, but there's a problem with the melatonin receptor site. Um, it's not like working properly, basically. And the good news is when you supplement with melatonin, you can fall asleep better, longer, faster. Um, and But it show, the book says that there's low melatonin in our ovary follicles where melatonin helps promote healthy eggs. So when you supplement with melatonin before bedtime for six months, according to one study, yeah. Um, these women menstruated more regular, regularly and had better egg quality and reduced testosterone levels because of sleeping better before, because of taking melatonin. So, of course, consult your doctor. Um, you, I think melatonin is over-the-counter. You have yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't take taken it in a long time, but yeah, I used to 
order i think from amazon too mm -hmm. we, we can link one in the bio too that's good yeah we'll yeah. link one um and yeah basically just taking a low dose two hours before bedtime can trigger your body's transition mm -hmm. into sleep mode and awesome yeah if like none of those things are really getting you to sleep better because we're going to read some dms um some messages from sisters on how they what they do to sleep better but one of the sisters said that none of those things worked and melatonin was the only thing that did work yeah i remember for me too melatonin like i would take it and it would really get me sleepy and just you just have to make sure you take it at the right time like before like maybe like a half an hour or an hour before you're about to like sleep you want to sleep so mm -hmm. that you time it correctly right so let's go into um the first one Flannery Mackin says melatonin is what she does to sleep better. This was the sticker that I posted about mm -hmm. what sisters are doing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's great. Palaksadwani says, watch the screen until my eyes get tired. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's like I, I, I've been there where like you just can't sleep. So you're on your phone and like your eyes are burning. It's just yeah. that just prolongs your the time until time you fall asleep. To fall asleep try to avoid that yeah. if you can just re read a book honestly yeah uh, for, a book always puts me to sleep yeah promise you that and you can even sleep better like if you aren't looking at the screen and you don't even know it because mm -hmm. you know um apple rbn says melatonin at night drinking sleepy time tea maggie pie says bath and aromatherapy hmm. some nice oils adam's MA says CBD gummies. Love it. Again, mm -hmm. CBD is great. And uh, make sure the the CBD you take, it has the full spectrum of CBD. Mm -hmm. Just I, I like to always tell people, like, when you get CBD, not all CBD is equal because they don't have, all have the full spectrum of cannabinoids. Therefore, mm -hmm. you don't get all the helpful compounds. So always make sure that it's the, the full spectrum of it. But mm -hmm. I'm great. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm very happy you're taking CBD. Yeah. Another sister says herbal tea. Um, another sister says breath work, like we said, Wim Hof. Yeah. So Wim Hof breath work. Mm -hmm. The Calm app. Oh, there we know, go. CBD nice. oil, lavender oil. Nice. Magnesium, relaxing music. CBD and melatonin. Oh, I like this one. Eating more calories helps me feel better so I can sleep better. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Maybe you're getting you know? the, the calories that your body actually needs. Yeah. So your metabolism is at, at the rate it needs to be. Right. Then your body is more balanced. Right. Good job. Awesome. I see a lot of CBD oil. Braveheart says CBD oil. Mm -hmm. Alice Paris says CBD. And thanks to you, magnesium too. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So, and oh, somebody said uh, XOXO says play some relaxing music and sleep. Love that, that is good stuff. That is always mm -hmm. good stuff. I used to like, I remember I used to play System of a Down when I was like 13 that years old. I, I, for me, it was when I was 13 <laughs> years old. I would play in like the cassette players of whatever I had back then. I don't That's know what so it was. Funny. And I would fall asleep like that. <laughs> Toxicity. Last night I was playing like Latin music. And Sirak's like, I can't. It was I like, can't we're about like to go to bed. And I'm like, you're like, you're like, okay, Google, play whatever it was, La Bamba. And then you know, I was like, come on. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. So to to finish off our podcast, we're gonna read the win. Oh yeah. Do you the read this one? win of the week? Yes. 
for a sister who's been managing her PCOS like a boss. Like a boss. And we like to always highlight those who are doing great and, you know, inspire those in the sisterhood and on Instagram or listening here on the podcast that, you know, we can all or you can all overcome PCOS and reverse your symptoms and lose weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chantal Moody. Yes. I'm just going to take off the hat right take now. Take off your hat. Oh. oh, my God. His hair. Okay. <laughs> it's like a bomb. All right. Let's do, you want do me this. to read it? Sure, you can read. Hello, I'm 18 years old and was diagnosed with PCOS about four months ago. My doctor told me I was going to start birth control to fix it. I wanted to find out more about PCOS first. I searched the internet and found out the basics, I guess, and then I searched PCOS on Instagram and came across your page. I found your page and since then I have been following your tips and have been so many stories and experiences I didn't know other people had and I've followed your exercise plans and I've lost 25 pounds in three months still losing weight and cutting out dairy and gluten have made a big difference in how i feel mentally and how my body is feeling physically thank you for starting this page and making it easy to learn more about my condition not so many people know about that is you guys so then i followed up with her so that was like in september oh really okay so then the other day i followed up with her i'm like hey girl how's it going like you know you sent this great testimonial Mm -hmm. like how are you doing so She's like, oh my gosh, I've been doing so well. I've been gluten and dairy free since October. I've lost a total of 60 pounds since starting this diet change. And I've gotten down to 155. And, um, you know, the hardest part is being gluten free, but mostly I'm finding stuff and and so on and so forth. That was our conversation. That's Isn't right. that amazing? She yeah. lost 60 pounds. It's just about consistency, right? And the numbers just add up and like whatever the goal is, yeah. you'll eventually get there because it's not about like getting there right away or it's not a race, you know, it's your body, it's your life, you, it's your journey and mm-hmm. you go at the pace you're comfortable with and the consistency like she did, boom, like Kumbaya. and she did it really healthy too. Like yeah, we always slowly. say, there's mm-hmm. no, you should not do something that's not sustainable or like that's going to give you the quick, like this much. You just want to do it slowly and just like she did, I think it's perfect. Yeah, this was awesome. I love following up with sisters. Yeah, from we all yeah before. <laughs> yeah, just so all these sisters know, we love to like like talk to you now and in the future, like throughout your journey, like we love to always keep yeah. in touch with you and see how you're doing. If we need to help, we're always here to help. Yeah, keep so, messaging us. We're always in the DMs. Yeah, so I think I covered the, this episode, right? Yes. And PCOS and sleep, the wins, and you know we always love to support everybody. Thank you for always listening and we love you. Yeah. Keep on following us on Instagram, a sister and her mister and PCOS.weightloss. And, you know, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe, leave a review and, you know, talk to you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS from stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.